now that it feels a little more heavenly in here, I think we may begin the official healing class. <laughs> um, so I wanted to do three weeks because I had kind of like three sort of ways that I wanted to hit you with this. But um, the, the first week, I wanted to just really lay out the gospel, the good news. Like, what is going on? What's the kingdom all about? That's where it all starts. <coughs> Literally, it's like just zooming out from the whole thing, getting the big picture. Like, the Bible, when you see what this actually says about you and who you are and what you carry and what you're here to do, it's the most, oh, fantastic. Ooh, stuff's touching me, for real. Uh, I mean, the, the only response is like extreme joy. It's, it's like excitement. It's like you can't wait to get out there and just open a can of Jesus all over. Like it's so, it's so real and your part in it is so real too. You each have a part to play in this kingdom. There's no unimportant people. There's no unanointed people. There's no unspecial people. You have a part to play and it's amazing. And when you're living in that, it's just the best feeling. Uh, and it's the gospel. It's the gospel uh, that saves you out of your old ways, that saves you out of your being trapped to idols and, and whatever else, just going with the way of the world and brings you into this new kingdom where everything's opened up, where it's so much fun. It's so real. Like, that's the message. Uh, so Paul, the apostle in Galatians, he says, he said, um, this is the only thing I want to find out from you, talking to the Galatians. Did you receive the spirit by works of the law or by hearing with faith. Are you so foolish having begun by the Spirit? Are you now being perfected by the flesh? Did you suffer so many things in vain, if indeed it was in vain? So then, so then, does he who provides you with the Spirit and works miracles among you do it by the works of the law or by hearing with faith? It's not, it's not, uh, you have a participation for sure, but it's not your it's not your works that cause the Holy Spirit to come around. It's the hearing of the gospel. It's the hearing of the message with faith, and it responds and resonates in your heart. And then out, rather than out of duty and out of law and out of obligation and out of religion, all of a sudden you're doing the things that you need to be doing out of inspiration, out of, like, I can't. So we're uh, talking about how I think the last time I came here, uh, the Lord was opening my eyes to stuff that I was doing uh, and, and just, just activities that I had that weren't necessarily sinful, but they were, they were actually not really helping me out at all. They were actually holding me back. They were like weights. Uh, you know, it's like trading what's good for what's best, you know. And so that, uh, I ended up getting rid of a ton of stuff. Like I, I stopped getting on, uh, I just got rid of Facebook. I got rid of music stuff that I had. I got, uh, we actually put our TV in our closet and turned our living room and just a place of encounter and all that stuff might sound religious, but it's like, no, it, it was like inspired. It like, it felt so good. It felt so drunk to get rid of that stuff. And what I did, I felt like, uh, my entire world just opened up in a whole new way. Like just like angels every day and like experiencing such a thick weight of glory. And so like, uh, but if you get twisted into the mindset of thinking like, I've got to do the right stuff to get more of God, it won't happen that way. You've just got to see Jesus for who he is and let the faith just come alive in your heart and then respond. And so it's really important to know what the message is. Amen. Do you know what I'm saying? Amen. Like if you, want, if you want to respond to the gospel in faith, 
It's probably good to hear the gospel. And I, so many things fly under the banner of being called the gospel. Uh, <laughs> but I just want to go right to the source. So let's, we're going to turn to Mark chapter 1. If you, if you want to take notes, it's great. If you're too hammered, it's great. It's just going to go to your spirit anyway. But, what, uh, but this is a really good verse to remember, okay? This is what Mark chapter 1, uh, verse, verse 15, or verses 14 and 15, okay? It says, Jesus came into Galilee preaching the gospel of God. <laughs> I want that gospel. I want the gospel of God. Like, you know, forget the, I don't know. There's so many different lenses and people have the isms. But Jesus came preaching the gospel of God. And what was the gospel of God? Does anybody know? what the gospel of God is. It's one sentence. This one sentence, when you hear this, Sinners and it hits repent. you. Yeah, what? Well, kind of, sort of. But that, that's been twisted. But yeah. yes. Uh, God. You're close. You're close. You're close. He said this. He said, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Mm-hmm. <sighs> repent and believe the gospel. So we're going to break that whole sentence down because there is an entire universe in that sentence. And when you get that universe into your ear holes and into your heart spot, <coughs> be ready. It's like a steamroller. It's a steamroller. I saw I saw an angel with a giant bowling ball like just wrecking people, like just flattening them. And uh, I believe I believe this, is, this sentence is the bowling ball of heaven. So let's break it down. What does he mean by the time is fulfilled? Well, Jesus didn't just show up out of nowhere. He showed up uh, to the Jews who had been going on this very long journey with God, right? So if you want to understand what Jesus is talking about, uh, actually literally all these words like, not, are not even based on English. Repent is not an English word. Gospel is not an English word. Like Those words are so important, but they have their own context in their day. And if you don't understand that, um, it gets turned into some kind of religious Christianese and you don't even know what it means. So I just want to peel back some of the layers really quick. In the very beginning, (laughs) that's where you guys start. In the beginning, God created Adam and Eve to walk with him in the cool of the day. He created the garden. He said it was good. He gave him him this whole universe and he gave him this job. He said, I want you to, uh, well, be fruitful and multiply. That's awesome. But also to, to tend and to keep. And in this garden... Eden, the word Eden means pleasure. So he put them in the garden of pleasure. And everything was good. Everything was good. There's no sickness. There's no disease. There's no bills to pay. There's no time to follow. There's no uh, like pressing schedules. There's no hustle and bustle. And it's just beautiful life walking with God in the cool of the day. And their job was to name the animals, which is not about, you know, hippo, dog, for Hebrews, names means essence, releasing the essence. So when you name a child, you're seeing their essence in the spirit and you're giving them a name that fits. So my daughter's name is Ember because she's going to be a flaming fire of love for Jesus, right? So they're releasing the essence of God, partnering with him, seeing in the spirit, be one with the spirit realm, right? Uh, the, the natural and the spirit were never meant to be separate, but one beautiful place, right? Heaven, angels, um, all of those people showing up and giving, working alongside man to create a beautiful, amazing world. Does that sound great? Mm-hmm. That sounds great to me, right? Okay, what happened? There's something you gotta know about the spirit realm. It has, it has laws. I don't mean laws like rules, don't touch this or whatever. I just mean like physics. 
So on earth, gravity. I can't break that. It's just how it works, right? God designed the heavenly spiritual realm the same way. Um, there's a lot of laws. There you go. Yeah, take it. <laughs> sowing, sowing and reaping is one of those laws. If you sow, you're going to reap. Or if you tie yourself into what Jesus has sown, you'll reap what he has sown, which is even better. <laughs> yeah, so, so one of those laws is uh, the natural and the spirit, they were meant to function together, but the, the thing that causes them to move together is, is man's agreement. God gave us this very unique and special place in creation where they decide what to do in the heavenly places, we participate in it, and then by our agreement, by our yes to it, we get to see it manifested in the natural. So when sin came into the picture, when Satan deceived them, when God saw that Cain was angry with his brother, do you guys remember what he said to him? He said, behold, sin is at the door, waiting to devour you. So he, at that point in time, it had no power over him. But he, what did he do? Obviously he let it in. And then it became this festering sickness within him of murder and violence. Okay, so humanity, humanity, we gave it away. We gave away our position of authority and we gave it to, to actual, real, evil beings. Uh, not just mindsets and concepts, but actual beings. There's not just one fall, there's two falls. There's a fall in heaven, there's fallen angels, there's fallen beings, very evil, and they want your worship. Because if they can get your worship, if they can get you to submit to them, then you, they, you basically handed them the right to, to dominate. You handed them the right to uh, just bring all kinds of death and destruction. There's entire systems on our planet of government and uh, of infrastructure that are all in agreement with these evil false spirits, right? Uh, so, th so they manifest themselves as these false gods, and they demand the worship of man. And what do they bring with them? They bring sickness. They bring disease, they, they, uh, they enslave us with their systems of time, like all these, all these things that we know as things that we need help from. All you gotta do if you, if you don't believe in that kind of stuff is to just take a walk down the street and meet some of your neighbors and ask them what they're going through and you'll see like, man, there's so much that Jesus wants to set people free from. It's, uh, and, and so it's, it's through that agreement we gave it away. Okay, but here's, here's the very good news. This is the gospel of God. Very good news is that there's another garden. That garden is called Gethsemane. And that is where Jesus, who as God and as man, he took on all of our suffering to the point where he was sweating blood. He said all the weight of what we deserve, all the sowing of evil that we had done and all the consequences that were supposed to come back on us, all the death, all the disease, all the hatred, it came on him. He became your sin so that when he went to the cross, it could be obliterated forever. So in that garden of Gethsemane, he's feeling the weight of it. And then there's a third garden. The third garden is, it says in the book of John, that in the place he was crucified, there was a garden. And in that garden, there was a tomb in which nobody had been laid, right? So in this third garden, you have Jesus Christ, who is both God and man, representing all mankind on the cross, that sin that was laid on him, crucified forever. And here's the thing. Because he, you know, the Bible calls him the second Adam, right? So the first Adam, he sinned and gave away man's agreement. So on behalf of all humanity, we fell. But Jesus is the second Adam. He did what the first Adam could not do. He took that agreement back. He went all the way into the grave, into what we owe death, and he raised to life again, defeating death, and by his blood, breaking our agreement with those evil spirits. 
breaking our agreement with those false gods on behalf of all humanity. He opened the prison doors. He set us free. He, 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 he did it. He finished it. And then there's one more garden. Oh, I'm sorry, that garden where he was laying in, humanity was laying in that garden with him, in that tomb. When he raised to life, we came to life. It says if you've died with him, you're raised with him. But there's one more garden though. And that's in Revelation. And it's, uh, it's called the, the, the paradise, paradise of God. Paradise literally means garden of delight. It's in Revelation. There's a tree of life there just like there was in the first garden. And Jesus invites you openly to come and eat that tree. He invites you openly to come and drink of that river. <laughs> he invites you into that city. But here's the thing, even Jesus is asking for your agreement. He's saying, I stand at the door and knock. <laughs> so so this, is why, this is why I believe, I know that this might be challenging for some, but why is it that Jesus finished the job he did it. He broke our agreement with the, with the evils. He destroyed that forever. He, he put an end to all that whole thing. But why is it we still see people suffering? Why is it we still see people in the church getting absolutely whipped, uh, afflicted by sickness, afflicted by uh, addictions, the pornography, all this stuff? Why is it that we see that weary, just not garden? You know what I mean? Not paradise. Which, by the way, two times in the Bible, Paul says, once Paul says, if any man be in Christ is a new creation, behold, the former things have passed away, the new have come. In Revelation, when God is speaking the words in the Paradise Garden, he says, the old things have passed away, the new have come. So you're living in two realities at once. You have the reality of the garden, heaven, which is where you are in Christ, and then you have this reality that's waiting for that to manifest. Uh, so, so why do we see this? It's because... It's because you need to hear the gospel. <clears throat> if nobody's ever told you that you're free from this stuff, how can you be free? Because it's waiting for your agreement. It's waiting for you to hear it and say, yeah, yes, amen, yes, please, yes. Yes, I want that. Sign me up. Yes, I want that. And then it takes off like a seed in your life. It begins to grow like a tree. Uh, and the other thing, too, is like we... Uh, this is why baptism is so important, because you're breaking agreement with the old. Now, just because the prison doors are open doesn't mean people are... You have to walk out. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, Teresa, if she's born into captivity, all she knows is captivity. And I say, hey, guess what? Jesus saved you. He set you free. I, I cannot make her get out of that cage. At some point, she's got to go, okay... The life that I knew, I want to leave behind. The way of, of which I was taught how to live and think about everything, I want to leave that behind and step into the new. And that can be very scary for some people because they have no idea what to expect. If you're born and raised in captivity and all you know is captivity, freedom sounds like the scariest thing ever. And it takes time to learn. It just takes time to learn how to be a free person. And that's why healing is so important. Really, when it gets down to it, it was what Jesus came to bring you is salvation. And salvation, the word is sozo. Every time you see somebody delivered of a demon or healed of an affliction, there's only one word in Greek, and it's sozo. And it means your whole person. Your, it, it's not just an inner healing class at Bethel. Liter they got that from this. It, it, it's your whole person. Every part of your heart, every part of your mind, every part of your being, breaking agreement with the old and coming into alignment with the new, that Jesus has made you new. So that's what we're ministering to people. And even you just hearing that, hello, you are free. 
So if you're struggling with sickness, you're struggling with disease, you're struggling with uh, oppression in your mind, you're sh- anything that doesn't look like garden, if you're struggling with it, I have really good news for you. Jesus' blood covers you right now and you can be free. You can walk away from it. You can actually have an aha revelation, which is what repent means, to change your mind. There's two sides to that coin though. Revelation in Greek means metanoia. It means, pff, means your eyes are opened and you see things differently. But it also means uh, in, in the Jewish faith, the Jewish word for uh, repentance is teshuva. And that means, it means to change paths. So it means you go, aha, I've been walking along the wrong path. And you're coming over to Jesus' path. You're turning. You're changing. This is why the, uh, the apostles, everywhere they went, they said, turn, turn, turn around. They were Jews. Turn around, turn around. You're walking, in, you're walking this direction that leads to ruin and death and destruction. And it's time to turn around because Jesus has so much for you, so much better. I love, I love it in the message. It says, uh, turn, repent, and be saved from what? From God? No. From hell? No. From this sick and stupid generation. Because we live in a world that hasn't heard the good news yet, at least not everybody. Uh, I went many, many years without hearing the good news that people are free, that the doors are open, that the prison's unlocked, that people can walk out at any time they want. It's open. It's time to come out. But if people don't know that, then they're serving false gods, they're serving false agreements, and that's what they're going to manifest. And so that's where we come in. That's where the church comes in. That's where things get exciting is because Jesus wants you to announce the gospel. He wants you to announce the good news. Hallelujah. Woo. Yes. Do you guys just, do you feel that in the room though? Yeah. Yeah. That's just what happens when you say it out loud. Here's the good news. Bam. Heaven responds. They're waiting for it. They're waiting for people to say it. Uh. That's the why. That's the why. And the other thing is Jesus lives inside of you, and he's anointed you. He's anointed you. Little, t- the word Christian, the word Christian means little Christ, but the word Christ means anointed one, smeared one. When Jesus came in Luke chapter 4, this is what he spoke. I have this tattooed on my arm. It says, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the afflicted. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to captives, freedom to prisoners, proclaim the favorable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to comfort all those who mourn in Zion, giving them a garland instead of ashes, or giving them beauty for ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the mantle of praise instead of a spirit of heaviness. So they will be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord that he may be glorified. And then these people, what will they do? They will rebuild the ancient ruins. They will raise up former devastations. They will repair ruined cities. Thank you, Jesus, for Cleveland. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for restoring this ruined city and making it your shining pearl. Hallelujah. The desolations of many generations. Generations speak to family. Families and generations and generations of family lines who have been walking in dysfunction just changed, just changed by the blood of Jesus until every single one of us, it says, strangers will stand at your pasture and your flock. Foreigners will be your farmers and your vine dressers, and you will be called the priests of the Lord. It means we get to be in the holy of holies, feeling the whack, 
ministering to the Lord one-on-one with Jesus, face-to-face with him. You will be spoken of as ministers of God. And I love this. You will eat the wealth of the nations, and in their riches you will boast. Instead of your shame, you'll have a double portion. Instead of humiliation, you will shout for joy over your portion. Therefore, uh, they will possess a double portion in their land ever lasting joy will be theirs for I the Lord love justice this is what Jesus Christ came to bring us he said I am anointed to bring this but then he anointed us with the same Holy Spirit the same power with the same mission that you would bring beauty for ashes that you would restore ruined cities that you would 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 uh, restore devastation to generations and generations of family. You are a little Christ. You are a little anointed one. You are exactly like him and you carry the exact same Holy Spirit. And so you are anointed to heal. I, people ask me all the time, like, oh, what about the gift of healing? Like, it's like, listen, who cares? Maybe there's a different way that it functions, but you still have that Jesus, the Jesus who it says in Acts went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. So if you see someone oppressed of the devil, look, you don't have to be a counselor to help somebody fix their marriage. You have Jesus Christ inside of you. You don't have to be a healer with a title that says Bethel on it to go around and heal the sick. No, like you literally have Mr. Healer, the healer inside of you, on top of you, seated on on you you are smeared you are anointed you're anointed you're anointed it's it's you you are the hope you are the light of the world he was the light of the world he said now you you're gonna be the light of the world so go do it whoo yes and we've been learning in our community these guys are uh we hang out every day we've just been learning how powerful it is to to find places that we've been agreeing uh, with the devil and just dump the blood of Jesus on it and be free and it's like you feel like a brand new person. I feel like I've been born again every day for the last four, like two months, right? Like literally every day I have experiences where I'm like, did I even know Jesus yesterday? Like what's going on? I love it. I love it. I love it. And we just wanted to release that over you. That's why I brought uh, some friends here. Um, but I do real briefly, I just want to share a little bit of my story because I didn't start out this way. Uh, no, I actually didn't grow up in a charismatic home at all, um, so I had no idea about any of this. I didn't know about the Holy Spirit uh, or healing or any of this stuff. Totally foreign to me. Um, but I started to hear, like, I remember, I remember being like 17, 18 years old, reading the Book of Acts, and be like, "What? Is, what is the deal? Like, I read this. This sounds awesome. I go to church. That's not awesome." What's the deal? What, what is going on? I remember just being like, Lord, if there's any way in the world that I can experience this, help me out. And that's what started my journey. I started encountering people who uh, awakened my heart to the fact that we have the power to manifest Jesus like that. And uh, so it started out very awkward. I'll put it that way. I did not come out just fantastically gifted in healing or anything. No, I, I was terrible at it. I remember one of my first dates with Katie, we went to a festival and I was like, I was like, I'm anointed. I can pray for the sick. This is going to be awesome. And I think we probably talked to 10 people and not a single thing, nothing. Like people, I'd be like, can I pray for you? They're like, yeah, sure. So I'd like get down, I'd like pray and I'd be like, how's it doing? They're like, still hurts. <laughs> All right. Uh, and I would do that until they'd be like, can I, can I go now? <laughs> like, like it was so awkward. It was so discouraging. I remember one time I was working at McDonald's at the time. This is like probably six, seven years ago now. I remember, uh, I felt like the Lord told me he wanted me to pray for somebody. And I was like, that can't be the Lord. The Lord was like, yeah, it's me. I want you to pray. I was like, no, that can't be the Lord. 
It's like, it's me. I was like, look, if it's the Lord, I'm going to flip a coin and it's going to be heads. And then I'll pray for this person. It was heads. And I was like, well, if that's the Lord, I'm going to flip this coin three more times. It's going to be heads, 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 heads. I was like, crap, I got to for this person. I was so scared. So I go over to her and I sheepishly explain. And she had like shattered her foot or something. And she was trying to work. It was like really stupid. But uh, I prayed for her in the break room. Very quietly, I shut all the doors. I was like, we got to keep people out of here. I'm so embarrassed right now. Uh, I actually put a piece of paper over the window because I didn't want people to walk in. I just very sheepishly was just like, I didn't even know what to pray. I was like, Jesus, thanks for healing her ankle. And then immediately she felt fire and she was like, what is going on? And she was healed. And I was like, yeah, buddy. Like, there we go. But let me tell you, like probably the next hundred people I prayed for, nothing. Like, I would go to the store and I would I would just very sweetly, I see that that cast there, like, hey, can I pray for you? No. I was just like, okay. I like, I cannot tell you, I cannot exaggerate how awkward my start was but what I would do is I would just be like no like I read it in here I'm anointed with the Spirit of the Lord Jesus I'm a little Christ I can do this and so I would just go and pray and eventually I'd see somebody get healed or partially healed and then another one and then I pray for 10 people and then another one and then eventually wow actually now it's more common to see people healed than not healed and before I knew it I like stumbled into this whole thing of where we I was seeing crazy miracles like this is where it started to happen for me uh, I, I, I started videoing it and I just got dozens of videos of people getting healed, um, even falling down in the store, getting, getting wrecked by the Holy Spirit. I went to China and literally, I've never, it was so shake and bake in China, literally. I just, we'd go to a street corner, we'd pray for somebody, they get healed, and just boom, people would gather all over the place. We'd be preaching the gospel with translators in the streets. Uh, and people get healed left and right, like paralyzed toes, uh, paralyzed limbs even. I saw a couple of people with, they just didn't have feeling and they got it all back. Uh, even a um, guy who had shriveled legs, we were in the public in China, shriveled legs, uh, the guy stood up and walked. And everybody knows that guy because he begs at the same corner every day. And people were flipping out. We had crowds and literally the police were like, we're really sorry, we love what you're doing, but it's, it's illegal to do that in China. Uh, we're gonna have to ask you to leave. And so this lady who runs a knickknack store, literally sells Buddhist idols, was like, you can come in my shop and do that. So literally in this Buddhist store, we're leading people to Jesus, people are getting wrecked, people are getting healed, and I'm 19 and having the time of my life. I, I This all I was doing, literally, I didn't have a job, I would just go to Safeway, I guess you don't have those there. Giant eagle every day, and just pray for people, like 15 people, boom, 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 boom. And it's all I could do, and I just, I was having so much fun. Uh, and so that's kind of like how it got started. But you have, I can't exaggerate how awkward it was at first. So it's okay to hear this and go, yeah, I wanna do that, and then have it just be a total train wreck at first. It's okay. Uh, but I, I do think that as I've grown in my understanding of the gospel, that I, I've grown more powerful because I, I'm just starting to realize more and more like who I truly am. And that's how it'll be for you. It's going to be a learning experience. It's going to be fun. Uh, I should probably tell, oh, another story. Along with that, though, like uh, there, on this same trip, we're seeing people all the time, shake and bake, like literally hundreds of miracles. And we're not even tied to a church. We're just doing this in the street. <clears throat> And uh, so I'm like so confident and I remember like this lady walked by and I got a word of knowledge like, hey, is one of your feet shorter than the other? She's like, oh my God, how'd you know? Show me your sneakers, they're special. She's got one foot that's like, you know, like this. 
And so I, I was so confident. I was like, I need a chair. So I grabbed this dude's chair at his shop and I was like, sit down. I was like, God's gonna heal you. Jesus Christ is gonna heal you. And I started gathering people. I was like, everybody watch. Jesus is gonna heal this lady. And so I got her leg and praying and nothing and I'm praying and nothing and I'm praying and nothing. And people are watching. They got their iPhones out. They're like, oh, this is gonna be great. We're gonna see a miracle. And she, she just is like probably 10 agonizing minutes later. She's just like, I had to go. I'm late for work. <laughs> I was so defeated. <laughs> but I, I just say all that to say, it's going to be a big train wreck, and that's okay. It's fine. Um, but it also can be a glorious, holy train wreck that is even better. Um, and the important thing is to just do it. Just do it. If you want to see people heal, pray for people that need healing. That's very simple. Yeah, and then, I mean, that this is... I moved to Cleveland. Uh... I, I, partly I'm telling you all this because I'm not talking to you as one who's giving you just some theology. Uh, I, I have no desire for people to sit, tell me how to do something and like they don't see it in their own lives. So I'm just telling you, like I've, I've been seeing this for like six, seven years now. Uh, like I've had people get gold dust appearing on them at Walmart. I had one time where I worked at a restaurant and literally all 17 staff members were healed of various things that was here in Cleveland to the point where I literally was like, well, I don't have anybody to pray for anymore. I I cannot find people to pray for. And then after that, the restaurant shut down. And I was like, all right, well, I guess guess I'm done there. I remember I was at Melt one time and, uh, man, we had just a freaking outbreak of the spirit. People were literally lining up to get prayer in Melt. Uh, the reason I say all that is because uh, it's okay. It's okay to start out awkward. It's okay to start out that way. The important thing is that you just do it. Just do it. Just have fun with it. Um, and and some part of you has to hear the gospel, which is that you're anointed to bring liberty to captives, that you have Jesus Christ inside of you, that heaven is here, that you live in the garden, you're in the garden of pleasure, that heaven is here. Like Some part of you has to hear that and go, yeah, I believe that, and I'm not changing my mind no matter what I see. I'll pray for 100 people, and I'm still going to believe that. I'm not going to believe the people that don't get healed. That's like outer evidence, you know what I'm saying? Like The only evidence I need is this fire in my gut that says, no, this is the truth. And so what I want to do tonight, uh, I just want to affirm you. Could you just put your hand on your chest? I just want to say, look, you. Yes, you. Not the person next to you. I don't care if you've already tried to pray for people before and it was horrible. I don't care if it's been a while since you've been in the flow. I don't care. Jesus Christ has anointed you to bring God's justice. And God's justice looks like the garden breaking out everywhere you go. If you see uh, a marriage that's a train wreck, you have a license to see that marriage healed. If you see a body that's sick or afflicted, you have a license and a green card from heaven that says go for it. If you see crutches, like I, I just pray right now that you would literally be so confident in that, that you would be attracted to negativity. You would be attracted to poverty. You would be attracted to dysfunctional people because you're like, yes, this means God's going to do something awesome. Like people are like, why on earth would you leave Washington, Seattle for Slavic Village? I'm like, because Slavic Village is awesome and I'm so excited. Excited to see how many miracles are gonna break out. I'm so excited to see people loved on, touched. When you get these new eyes that say everywhere you go is a perfect health zone, all of a sudden you're like, why would I want to go somewhere where everybody's healthy? I want to go where they need healing. That's why I shop at Walmart. I love it there. Everybody needs healing at Walmart. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> but I just pray. 
Literally, that God would open your eyes. You, if you want fun, if you want adventure, if you want awkward stories, if you want super awesome miracle testimonies, you would live in a candy land of people who need to hear this message. So get after it. You don't have to do it like me. You don't have to have a microphone. You don't even have to be uh, a, a preaching or anything like that. You can do it in the music world. You can do it in, as, a, as a real estate agent. You can do it as anything you want, but just go and be Jesus and have fun with it. Celebrate it. Oh, thank you, Lord. All right, that concludes our teaching portion of this lesson. Thank you very much. Hallelujah. Now, I just want to get into some encounter time. Uh, I have my friends here, uh, the, the three of you, if you are, just want to come up and we're going to serve some communion. People are just going to get super some of the stuff, it's like too much to even explain, but I literally, so I, when I said earlier when I jumped and I was like, oh, something touched me, like at that moment, he was telling Teresa that he saw something fly over and stand next to me. So, I've, I've been feeling stuff touch me all night. I feel like the angels are literally, they come to strengthen, they come to bring fire, they come to bring wind, like they come to, to minister to you, and I feel like there's literally like, dozens of them here and they're like tapping me it's like come on release us like release us so i want you to just put your hands up and i'm just gonna i'm just gonna honor honor them thank you lord for these angels angels we honor your presence in the room we thank you for what you're about to do thank you lord for your myriads of angels thank you lord Whoa, the angels right now, I just release you in the name of Jesus to do what you came to do in every individual heart. Thank you, Lord. I just release you, ministers of fire. I release you, ministers of wind. I release you, strengthening angels, refreshing angels, angels of healing, angels of finance, angels right now. Angels bringing encounters, bringing revelations, bringing experiences. Go, in Jesus' name, you are released, you are released, you are released, you are released. escort you out of your body. They're here to give you encounters where you just get sucked out of your body. Don't resist. Don't fight them. Just let it happen. Ooh.